Hello, this is David and you're listening to In the Background. Hello, hello, hello to anyone listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I have something brief, short but sweet to share that's on my heart. And it's been on my heart for a little bit as of recently. And it came across as I was reading the Bible, and I've been reading just, to be honest, I have been reading many things in the Bible that either I do question or want clarity on. And I started reading a book by uh, an author known as Sam Storms. I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but as I've been reading along, I just um, I just was reminded of a danger that can happen in our lives as Christians, where we can listen to sermons and other pastors. We go to church, we read books, we can read really good books. But at the end of the day, I don't want to let anything I hear or anything I read interpret the Bible. And I'm just going to explain that. Maybe you kind of understand already what I mean by that. But just for the sake of it, I'm going to explain as I was walking through reading this book, I was like, you know, I don't want to understand these Bible verses from this guy explaining it to me. There are teachers, there are good teachers out there that help us learn the Bible. But there's a difference between learning the Bible and, I'd have to say, um, experiencing the Bible through the Holy Spirit, through the Lord teaching us. And maybe this sounds a little out there, but it's something I have personally experienced that I would also challenge other Christians to do. And I'm not saying that you can't you can't read the Bible in an intellectual way, but to be honest, we're spiritual people. There is knowledge, yes, but the Bible does say knowledge puffs up. But we spend so much time reading the Bible. I've met a lot of Christians in my life who know the Bible inside and out, but they don't know the Bible. Or, uh, oh, sorry, let me rephrase that. They know the Bible inside and out, but they don't really understand the Bible in a spiritual sense. And maybe there's passages, you know, we've always, I, or at least I have grown up hearing that the Bible is alive. The words are alive and the Lord speaks through it. And sometimes that sounds a little weird. But as we get older, as I get older, I'll be turning 36 this year, I've only have read through the Bible a handful of times, but there's many, many passages that I spend a lot of time in. Um, But recently, I've been asking the Lord, Lord, I don't want my emotions or my thoughts or how I was raised to interpret your word. Lord, I want your word to interpret my life, my experiences. I think as Christians, we get those two flip, 
flip-flopped. I don't know if that's a good term for it. But there have been times where I've read things from people and I'm like, Lord, I don't understand this. And I just let it be on the shelf. There's other times where I read something and I'm like, okay, this makes logical sense to me. But then I go home and I say, Lord, I want I want to understand what this is. And I look for it in the word, you know, uh, and a good church example. Actually, first I'll give the book example. Uh, example. As I was reading a book called, uh, it was just kind of for fun. It's called The Beginner's Guide to Spiritual Gifts. And I've barely made it through it without like, just spending a lot of time seeing if I believe in this or not, because I do believe in the spiritual gifts are for today. Now, why I believe in that, you can read for for yourself. I could even share things for you. But at the end of the day, even in this podcast, if you hear something you agree with, or maybe you already understand and the Lord's opened your eyes to, it's good. But if if not, you need to go home and you don't you don't need to believe it just because I believe it and you see it in the Bible, there needs to be a deeper, deeper root of that truth is planted in you. Um, I I sometimes use the example where it's like, I don't want to just know truth. I want to own it. I want it to be a part of who I am. And we don't do that. We can't get that if we aren't in the Word, if we aren't seeking the Lord, if we aren't seeking the Holy Spirit. You know, I've been just going back and forth in my personal thoughts and and feelings about like, Lord, like when we say like, oh yeah, I pray in the Holy Spirit, I do this, I try to seek the Spirit on this. I'm like, what does that even mean? You know, I try not to not, I try not to even think of my will, of my wants, of my desires, because you can't. It's really hard, you know, you have to you know, some people call it a still, quiet voice. But even then, it's like we live in an age where there's so much happening around us, we can get distracted so quickly. But anyway, so I was reading the book, and I come across stuff, and he has a lot of verses. And I would say one thing for teachers, other Christians, is is not only they're interpreting a scripture a certain way, but we need to take that scripture and go seek it out for ourselves, as Christians, as fellow believers, because we're not just called to be followers of whoever's teaching us. We're, we're called to follow Christ, and we're, we're taught to study the Word, to study the Bible. So as I've been going across different chapters, you know, this guy brought up even I, I actually downloaded an app called uh, the eSword which gives you a bunch of different translations and the Hebrew and the Greek and so you know there was a time where I needed to take someone's word off of what that meant but I said Lord I want to understand this so I went and I've been reading it and it's pretty and and we have so many tools today that, you can do that. And we obviously need to be careful about misinterpreting things, but it's pretty, pretty forward, in my opinion. Pretty straightforward. But anyway, um, I'll just read you a little, a little thing out of this book that I wound up going and reading and, and had an amazing time in scripture reading it. It says, Furthermore, when I read 1 Corinthians 12, 
7 to 10. Nothing suggests that only apostles are endowed with the gifts. On the contrary, the sovereign spirit gives prophecy, faith, miracles, and other supernatural manifestations to ordinary Christians in the church for the daily routine building up of the body. So when I came across that, I was like, this makes sense. But I want to go, and I studied 1 Corinthians 12 uh, very deeply. I wanted it to be something that I owned personally. I wanted it to be a truth that I owned. So I went, and I studied it, and I studied it, and I, and I sat there, and I said, Lord, let me understand this. You know, we always hear, you know, knock on the door will be answered, seek and you shall receive. It's like the Lord gives gives us the desires of our heart. You know, sometimes, uh, to be honest, it's the desire of my heart to be wealthy, but I'm not wealthy. I'm okay, but I'm not wealthy, wealthy. I'm not wealthy. Um, But if the Lord sees our hearts are desiring for Him and to understand and to be built up in the Spirit— I believe he he wholeheartedly answers that call. It's not going to be all at once. It's just little by little. You know, the Lord has been giving me just little nuggets here and there of something that's really cemented in my life um, when it comes to understanding. You know, uh, one thing I'm really studying right now is what does what is the church today? You know, I could get into a whole bunch of different topics of, you know, I see a hundred different denominations. I don't think that was the Lord's plan, but it's where we find ourselves. So I've been asking myself, Lord, what does your spiritual gifts look like today? What does leadership look like today? I do believe in different, I guess you would call it apostolic ministries. I think those gifts are all for today. Obviously, we have pastors and evangelists and, you know, what does an apostle, what does a prophet look like today? Could be a whole other topic in of itself. But I've been studying that because I don't, it's nice, you know, they have some churches here in the U.S., then you can spend a year reading an exodus. And it's like, it's good to study, but at the end of the day, the church needs to be built. The church needs to grow and mature and become spiritual adults. And that hasn't happened everywhere. And I'm not, uh, you know, hammering down on churches that do study like that. But it, to be honest, it's like, does it build me? When I go to church, I'm going to church to worship the Lord and to be built, to be reminded. And then I go about my daily life every day, wanting to seek the Lord, wanting to worship the Lord and wanting to be built, letting the Lord build me and use me as he wills, not as I will. So I'll give you one more other example of when I've been going back to the Word in everything. Um, at church, there's times where there's trusted men of God, but that's something I want to touch on is they are men. They're vessels. They're being used by the Lord. People have spoken powerfully into my life, but people have also, the same people have said things where it's like, I have to put that before the Lord. I can't just take that as it was Jesus Christ himself telling me, Dave, yada, yada, yada. At the end of the day, something can sit well with us. You could feel like, I feel like this is right. But we still need to go back to the Lord. 
We need to go back to the word. We need to confirm in the spirit and in truth. We're doing a Bible study type thing on Tuesdays at our church here in Sarasota. And it says, or uh, it's called, uh, it's both spirit and truth. It is, you, you need both. You, you, if you just have the spirit, you're going willy nilly everywhere. You can get distracted. But that's also how we test things in the spirit. I know I talked about that maybe briefly in another one. Um, but the Bible says in prophecies, they're to be tested. Things are to be tested in the spirit to confirm what has been said, what has been spoken, what has been shared. So there have been times, like I said, where people spoken up in front, and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. And I said, Lord, open my eyes to this. And if it's wrong, or I feel like it's wrong, I have the freedom in my church to go to my either the pastor or elder, whoever was sharing, and say, hey, I felt like this. You know, I don't know everything, but I just wanted you to know this is what I felt. And they receive that. They take it. They put it before the Lord. I put it before the Lord. And if the Lord changes me or changes them, you know, life cracks on. But I believe in the days that are coming, we're going to need to know our Bible very, very well. That's just something I feel like I want to be able to understand and know the Bible. You know, uh, I want to just finish and close with a little thing that I was reading. It was in First First Corinthians chapter 13. And it's actually, in my opinion, it's a chapter where people use as a uh, scriptural or doctrinal strip, or, or it, they use the scripture to say that gifts for today have ceased. But when I read it, and when you read it yourself, you have to seek the Lord, obviously, in it. Um, I, I believe it doesn't say that, but I'll just read it right here. And it's you know, obviously, it's the way of love chapter. So 1 Corinthians 13, and we'll start at 7. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Verse 8, love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. I read through this for about three days. And I studied it, I studied, when you look at the Greek of the translation for the perfect, it's actually teleos, which is end, completion, to be finished at the end of something. Um, It's just crazy when you start to read certain things and they just, the Lord opens our eyes. It doesn't happen all the time. Like there's things I read and I said, I do not understand this. But there's other things I feel like are very clear, but we need the Holy Spirit, to guide us into that truth. We can't just take it and take it as knowledge, but it needs to be a spiritual truth. Now here, I'll read the rest. When I when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought as a child, I reasoned like a child. When I become a man, I gave up childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly. This is um, 
I love this part here by Paul. Verse 12, for now we see in the mirror dimly, but then face to face, I, Paul, that's what he's saying, now I, Paul, know in part. Then, later on, at the end of things, I shall know fully. He's saying he doesn't know in part on this side of heaven. Then I, Paul, shall know fully, even as I, Paul again speaking, have been known, fully known. Basically, everything now is in part, is temporary. But Paul is saying here, even I, who Paul has been given mysteries of the gospel. He, there's plenty of times he says, this is a mystery for you. And he goes and says this truth. And I was so encouraged by that because it shows me, you know, all these giftings, all uh, many, many things are for today. But obviously, like he says, it's not, if it's not did in love, and it's done for the sake of knowledge. It's the done for the sake of doing. If it's not in true love for someone, you know, it's useless. You know, it's just like he says, clanging symbols, this and that. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When completion comes, and I and I truly believe when completion comes is when Jesus returns to the earth, you know, then you got the thousand years, blah, blah, blah. You got all that stuff. But when heaven comes to earth, there's a lot of people believe heaven's on earth now. And it's like, I don't believe in that. There's sin everywhere. You know, I can't even tell you some of the stuff that happens uh, in my area. But anyway, um, all that to say, And for every teaching, everything you read, everything you listen to, you need to put it before the Lord. You need to take it back to the Word and to the Holy Spirit. I pray, I said, Lord, I want to believe this, or or I say, Lord, I don't want to believe this, but let your will be done, Lord. Speak to me. Help me understand what the Scripture's saying. The, The Bible... It's so beautifully written. I've been listening to Jordan Peterson here and there. And, you know, he's such an intellectual guy where it's like intellect and understanding only get us so far. Because if I could understand all things and whatever all things, uh, what's the need for faith? You're saved by faith through grace. So that's what I wanted to leave you with. Thank you for listening. Share this if you feel led to share. Um, 